Hi, welcome to Inside View. I'm Chris Stevenson, and I have to say that uh, this might be my very first time interviewing someone that has some magnitude in Calaveras County, and my guest today is Ben Stopper, who is the chairman of the Board of Supervisors for Calaveras County. And if I may to preface things, I have to say that I was not particularly involved or interested uh, or educated in the ways of Calaveras County uh, government and, and politics, so I did a little research. I actually watched the videos of the Board of Supervisors meetings, as many people do, you can find them online, uh, and I, I, was, I was very impressed. I was very impressed by my guest, Ben Stopper, and I was impressed by how touching or funny it could be. In fact, there was a time when uh, one of the uh, supervisors, um, uh, Gary Toffinelli, he made this very poignant um, thank you to Marita Callaway, one of the other supervisors during um, Women in History Month, and uh, it almost brought a tear, he was so good. And there was a funny time as well when uh, Marita Calloway, she kind of snapped at you when you uh, didn't acknowledge her fast enough, and, and I had a little bit of laugh. And I came away well informed, and uh, I would encourage everyone to check out the video that you can watch that's online. Uh, all you do is Google Calaveras County, California meeting portal, and you can watch it, and you will see this guy, Ben Stopper, who uh, chairs the Board of Supervisors, so thank you for coming on board. Why did you want to be on the Board of Supervisors? <clears throat> thank you for having me, Chris. Well, you know, it's not something you really think that you're striving to be in. Uh, I've been asked by quite a few people for some time to uh, run for Calaveras County Supervisor. I'm <clears throat> I always said I'm not crazy enough to do that, you know, uh, the responsibilities there and it's a thankless job realizing that prior to being in, in the position. But uh, I, I felt that Calaveras needed to start going in a new direction. Um, you know, there's a little, been a lot of things that I think pretty much every supervisor in the past had talked about working on, you know, but the for far too long there was a lot of talk and not much action moving forward. So, you know, I uh, decided to bring a younger perspective and an outside of the box thinking to Calaveras County's super Board of Supervisors and, and a different approach. And I think that's what made me decide to run for supervisor is we need to, you know, go in different directions. If we trying the same thing over and over again, you know, definition of insanity, you know, if you if you expect different a different outcome. So So what is the state of Calaveras County? If this were the State of the Union address and you were the president, as you much are, that I can make that analogy. What is the state of our county? I would say, you know, I'm more optimistic. Uh, we went into this year uh, with COVID and, you know, we uh, went into a budget financially that we were very conservative with. Um, it's coming, the numbers are coming in higher than what we had projected. Um, we're looking at, you know, close to 20,000 vaccines in arms uh, this week. You know, I think, I think we'll probably cross that threshold I, by the end of this yeah. week. In fact, I did, I, I checked the, the county government uh, website and, and there's a running total. 
It was twenty thousand and seventy-seven. Right. Yeah. Last Friday was nineteen, so I just uh, I hadn't confirmed that it gone over twenty thousand. So that's great news. Uh, <clears throat> and hopefully we're working towards the point with COVID that we're seeing, uh, you know, possibly herd immunity in the near future. Um, you know, there, there's still a lot of learning we have to do with how, how we're dealing with this, but I, I'm hopefully seeing a light at the end of the tunnel of, the, of this, you know. We'll never get back to the way we were, but, you know, there, people are ready to, uh, you know, start being able to do a lot of things that they used to do and get out more and, you know, we've all been cooped up for a very long time. So. Yes. Um, potentially, I see you know a lot of good things happening in Calaveras County and moving moving forward right now, and so I'm really optimistic about how things are going, considering everything we've been through in the last few years. We do have a ways to go with COVID, yeah. Uh, and I can say that as nurse, um, it's 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 not all you know flowers and roses and then all you know optimism uh to reach herd immunity you need to get at least 70 percent of your population mm -hmm. to get uh, the vaccine in both doses and we're well short of that now but the uh the state is uh going to open up uh, vaccines to all people in the state uh, 16 plus on april 15th now, on April 1st, if you're 50 and older, you can get the vaccine as well. And so we hope that uh, more and more people will get us closer to that, you know, that magic 70 or 80 percent, which will give us mm -hmm. herd immunity. But I, it must be frustrating to see the numbers of people that don't want to get the vaccine. And as someone in, in the leadership of our government, do you recognize that and do you take steps uh, to help? Well, you know, you, you, you recognize it at the same time, um, you know, I think right now, with the number of vaccines coming in, we are nowhere near being able to vaccine everybody that wants it. So at this point, I think the best approach to take is get it to the people that want it now that are within the tier tiers that, are, that it's allowed. But thankfully, yes, as I understand it, they will be opening uh, to to everyone of 16 plus very soon. Um, you know, until that happens with the state, though. You know, I take it with a grain of salt. They've been changing directions frequently. And, you know, you hear statistics coming in from other parts of the country right now where uh, they're, they're talking about a fourth wave of COVID coming through. So, you know, and with other strains, who knows what really the future looks like with the vaccines even. Um, you know, will they work for everything? We don't know. Uh, it's a matter of time. And... <clears throat> Reaching that 70% is, you know, what we strive for. I'm just happy that at this point, early on, 20,000 vaccines, if that was two shots in each arm, that, that translates to over 10,000 people. And that's over 20, well, that's about a little bit over 20%, closer to 25% of our population in Calaveras County. Mm -hmm. Are there underserved areas in the county that uh, that need access to the vaccine that you know of and you're working toward? Uh, yeah, yeah, we're taking, uh, you know, with, with vaccines, it's, do, and this rollout, as with the state and the county, it's, we're building this plane as we're flying it. And to, to understand that, you know, there's going to be uh, some gaps opening up and 
definitely in some rural areas, some people don't necessarily have, you know, the transportation to make it to Frogtown or Mark Twain Medical Center. So they've satellited out to do, do uh, West Point and Copperopolis quite a few times. And also now we're uh, starting in uh, the Valley Springs area um, at the Vets Hall. And then potentially that, you know, we'll, we'll be making more announcements about some other areas within the greater Valley Springs area. More in some one in my district, ho hopefully very soon. And, uh, you know, and we'll be bringing more people into the fold, giving them more access. Uh, but I'm very happy how, with how public health rolled out, along with working with Mark Twain Medical Center. You know, Mark Twain's been huge to us through Dignity Health, and also uh, Frogtown. You know, we've got we've got a nice place there. A lot of the times when you do these clinics, when we do satellite clinics, we can only get a small number of vaccines out because of circulation issues and other things, and moving people in the proper fashion. Frogtown, it's there, and we can move people through at a high pace and get a lot of lot of shots in. So, yes, we do have some gaps. We are working more and more to uh, fill those gaps in. Um, it's a matter of time, and you know, right right now, there's there's no shortage of people wanting the vaccines, and that's our best approach is just get them out as fast as we can when they come in. It's not all negative with the COVID uh, as well. There have been some positive aspects, you know, some silver linings that have happened with the COVID-19. For example, in Calaveras County, we don't have any uh, institutes of higher education. There, there are none, but colleges now are largely online. So, it doesn't matter anymore, does it? <clears throat> to a certain degree. Um, I, I do agree that, you know, more people are using online services. Uh, even more so, uh, there's uh, satellite working. I mean, we, we're seeing a large amount of Silicon Valley and, and uh, Bay Area people that are moving up here. With, with satellite working continuing in, the, in their minds. And uh, th that's pushing a lot, a lot of our economy right now in Calaveras County because there's more people moving up here than leaving. I was going to ask, is, is that good or bad, have, having people move here? <clears throat> um, there's, there's multiple factors to consider. I mean, if you're watching the housing, housing market right now, it's definitely ballooning. And so there's considerations, you know, at, at one point, Yes, that's more revenue through our assessed taxes um, down the line when we, we get those uh, done. But also, you know, we have a working class of people in Calaveras County where if the housing prices uh, continue to rise, they won't be able to afford a home. And that, that goes into uh, the state and, and pushing us to do more affordable housing in Calaveras County. And so, you know, there's... There's a balance there, you know, we could take the positives and, you know, there are some negative effects, you know, our broadband system is uh, seriously taxed, um, you know, with more people moving up like Highway 4, um, with all the kids uh, doing satellite schooling, you know, uh, even when they're going part-time, they're, they're still online doing schooling at least 
two to three days a week. Um, you know, and so, you know, we're, we're having s some issues with broadband in certain areas where it's just not able to carry the load of everybody that's using it. Mm -hmm. Have you heard about the, uh, the Starlink? You're familiar with Starlink and yeah. the, the, the satellite system that is developed by Elon Musk? Mm -hmm. And I understand that's coming to our area fairly soon, in, in months, I'm told. Yeah. Um, Are you optimistic about that? Well, I, I think I think that there's opportunity there. Uh, you know, I think they're gonna. You know, reading into it, they can speak. They can speed. If they get the satellite speeds up, that will be beneficial. There, there's gonna be a period. Even if they start giving out the or not giving out, it's like uh, I believe it was five hundred dollars and and on a wait list for a couple months, and then you know the wait list is going to continue to go on. So it's going to be a, a period of time for rollout. And, and they're still launching those satellites also. So mm -hmm. there, I mean, there's a plethora of satellites he's put up there. So they have a couple of hurdles to overcome, but there's light at the end of the tunnel for these things that we will need post-COVID. Yeah, I, w I, I, would, I would hope so. I mean, there's, the, you know, hard lines, uh, you know, fiber optics, there's a speed with that that's um, can't be matched, and uh, you know, reading into it, I think they're they're moving up the speed significantly where where that's going to work. But satellite speed still is not quite there. It's a matter of time, though. I think. Yeah. Do you think, having experienced the whole COVID nineteen pandemic and all that it has wrought? and all that it has taught us, do you think that we as a society and as a county will be better served to tackle the next existential crisis that might come along, whether it be another pandemic or an environmental disaster or climate change? Uh, you know, there, there's a plethora of different disasters. People react in different ways. Um, you, see, you see COVID's been somewhat divisive in, in a way. I mean, so, some people see it one way, others don't. Some people want a vaccine, some don't. Um, and, you know, that's different than, you know, let's say our fire fires, um, which, you know, if, if you're to talk climate change, um, you know, there's there's been more and more fires uh, happening across California. I think there was over 10,000 fires in 2020 with over 4.2 million acres burned in just 2020. And that's devastating. Um, if you look back to the Butte fire, Calaveras County came together and they worked together to help each other from all around the county. I mean, and, and people from outside the county. So, you know, that, that type of disaster was you know really I think well responded to by the people of Calaveras County and, and you know in supporting each other. I mean there's well over 500 households with people out of their homes after it burned, and you know they were setting up camps behind churches, and it it was it was you know from a disaster to seeing the way people help each other, it was enlightening and a good thing to see. COVID's a different type of disaster, you know, and it's after a certain amount of time with a lot of people being cooped up, you know, 
and and fighting something that you can't physically see, um, I think is developed a different response. So I don't really know how to answer that. Will we be better off to respond to the next one as a county? Most definitely. We've learned quite a bit. Like uh, earlier I said, you know, we're filling in the gaps as we're learning. Um, there's always going to be some gaps when you're, you know, our first round. And next time when we go into it, you know, well, it, it's going to, you know, we're going to have a template to work with for if there's a pandemic. Pandemic. This template that you speak of, is this related to the strategic plan that I've heard of? And, and, and answer me this question, too, because I don't know. What's the difference between the general plan and the strategic plan? I, I gave you two questions. Go. Okay. <laughs> well, well, I'll keep the general plan uh, short. Is It's more a land use um, thing, and it kind of goes hand in hand with the strategic plan to a certain, in a certain way with uh, Different land uses allow different, you know, types of uses on them, you know, like uh, in manufacturing, you know, you're going to have, you know, industrial zones with, with, you know, rock quarries and such. And, you know, you aren't going to put an industrial rock quarry in the middle of San Andreas. It'll be outside of San Andreas like they are. But in the middle of San Andreas, you'll have some commercial zones where, you know, you're allowed to do cer certain types of uses. So. That's, that's our oversight for the, uh, how we view moving forward with Calaveras County, with the general plan. Our strategic plan is more of the county's idea on how we're gonna proceed on either financial uh, issues, um, building of new buildings, uh, you know, how, how we're gonna move forward with our employees and structure the county as a whole. I mean, there's a plethora of things. And to go back to one of the things you brought up earlier is uh, resiliency is one of the things we're dis discussing about being in our strategic plan, which would be like wildfire resiliency or even uh, <clears throat> pandemic resiliency. You know, th those ty type of things. and being prepared and building up are uh, part, all part of the strategic plan, you know, as envisioned. By no means are we done with it, so it's work in progress, and, you know, the, all those things are in there on items, you know, we got to build from there. How long do we anticipate it will take to develop this strategic plan? Well, you know, they've been talking about it for well over a decade that I, that I know of, so, you know, my hope would be is we're pretty much starting from scratch again, you know, with a few small things done. We're moving forward with it now. I think we can have a decent part of it done in, in a couple years. I think in two years is reasonable to have a decent part of it done. But the thing about strategic plan is it's fluid, is it's never gonna be done. You know, once we get our base to work off of, there's turnover and let's say leadership. So maybe ne next round, I'm not supervisor for district five and the new supervisor and other supervisors have a different vision of how to move forward. So at that time, there would be some changes made to the strategic plan, you know, it's based, but it will have its foundation there so that they have a clear path to proceed with their new vision for Calaveras County at that time. How do you think the issue of cannabis cultivation and, and all that's involved in cannabis will fit into the general plan and the strategic plan? Well, you know, um, cannabis cultivation, 
is, you know, at this point we've done, we've got an ordinance, uh, they're slowly building. So we, how it fits into the general plan is we have our land uses. We have an agriculture, rural ag, uh, and some other uses like, you know, manufacturing on industrial for indoor grows. Um, and there's, there's, you know, so that's how it has to do with the general plan. Now we're starting to deal with collecting taxes. And so there's a financial revenue there. And I think that will do, you know, at a certain point when that, as that revenue grows, you know, um, we will have an opportunity to use that to, uh, do other things for the county and move forward in a direction so that possibly we could use some more money for the animal shelter, which has been on the grand jury's radar for years. Ms. Callaway brings it up consistently. She has quite for, for quite some time since I paid attention, you know, and our animal shelter needs to be addressed. We don't have the uh, room or, you know, the facilities to actually deal with, you know, the amount of animals that come in in Calaveras County and we have multiple issues with it that we're gonna have to address and I think uh, the board is well aware of that so that's how cannabis can help with a strategic plan is you know as we the strategic plans an avenue to to where we can show that we're gonna try and get something done and the animal shelter could be an example where we, we go through our steps in the strategic plan to come to a point where we actually build a new building and can provide the services to our constituents and residents of Calaveras County that they deserve. With regard to the budget, uh, you, had, you had mentioned, I, I saw on your website, I think maybe when you were campaigning, that uh, the Rock Creek uh, facility is nearing capacity. And I would imagine that that would be an expensive endeavor. By the way, I've been out to Rock Creek many times. That is the nicest dump I have ever seen in my life. But if it's a capacity, it's a capacity. How do you deal with this problem? <clears throat> well, we, we have people there working on it right now. So, you know, part of, it's a multi-step issue. Part of it is closing the old cell. The next step is building a new cell so we can start filling that. Um, you know, there's multiple environmental issues to be dealt with. Uh, you, you know, I could go down a path of starting to talk about money. We have money in there that we collect from the assessed taxes for that, but it's not enough to deal with the situation in its entirety by any means. So, you know, I think a stage process might be something that could be suggested as we move forward. You know, we don't need to build an entire cell at once. We can stage, stage them out. You know, in time, um, there's some other ideas we're floating around on on dealing with that, um, but it's being worked on and it's being addressed at this time so that there's a plan. And we'll, I'll be bringing that before the Board of Supervisors to make a decision uh, sooner than later because we're going to have to, you know, provide options and then make come to a uh, decision as a whole board. Mm -hmm. on how we're going to proceed. One of the nice things that I've enjoyed about Calaveras County since I moved here eight years ago is a sense of community that we have here and uh, a lot of volunteerism. 
And I was going to bring this up when I knew that I was going to be talking with you today. And I saw on Facebook from a friend of mine, Pam Quile, she wrote a very nice thing. And, I, and if you'll permit me, I'd like to actually read this to you and get your comments on it. Uh, on Facebook, the question was, uh, what do you think we should tell people that moved to Calaveras County? What do they need to know? And Pam writes, it's not about what you can get or find, but also about what you can do once you're here. Every single thing in the county runs in voluntary participation. Please consider helping out. Calaveras County Arts Council, Calaveras Community TV, Relief Renew, we need volunteers for the library system, volunteers for the parks, volunteer help for the trails, big trees, logging museum, parades, Murphy's Community Club, Softball Little League, Humane Society, Animal Rescue, and the Animal Shelter always need the help and donations. Father's Day Fly-In, Father's Day Fishing, reading to the kids in the school or the library, our community gardens, Master Gardeners program in the schools, county fair help, 4-H programs, tutoring, the mentoring programs for at-risk kids, Arnold Rim Trail, trash pickup on trails. Wow, that's a long list. But it just goes to show how much volunteering there is in our community. Absolutely, and I can bring up you know, uh, youth sports, um, you know, side of the highway trash pickup. <laughs> you know, there, there's 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 more, and uh, you know, I grew up in Calaveras County, and that that's been there since I was a child. You know, there was a saying when I grew up in McCallie Hill is uh, we take care of our own, and and that that's still true there to this day, as you know. I, I still love that small town and visit frequently because I have family there. But uh, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and that and that's the heart of a small rural community is you know we all work together to get you know we don't necessarily have all the things that the big city has, mm -hmm. so we work together to provide that to each other. What do you think the best part of living in Calaveras County is? I, I just I have to say the freedom as a child. The freedom, mm -hmm. I mean, nothing like running out the back door to run down the river and go fishing. Mm -hmm. um, that's how I grew up. Uh, you know, ma majority of the people, you know, there's, you know, when it comes down to it, we all, we all want, basically want the same good things for the area, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so I'd, I'd say those, those two things is just our beauty, the beauty in the rural area, I mean, we, we are a vast geological area that geographically changes, you know, from the low end Rancho Calaveras, you know, my district five, Gary's district one, all the way up to a highway four to the high mountains and, and West Point and everything. It's, uh, it is very diverse. Yeah, it's very diverse. I'll give diverse. you that. Okay. Where's the best place to picnic in Calaveras County? Where do you take your wife and daughter? I got a few spots. Oh, are they a secret? <laughs> You're not <gonna> say. <laughs> it's like my fishing spots, you know. Uh, you know. Um, oh, can you tell us where your favorite fishing hole is? Now, there, there's a question that Ben might not answer. <laughs> yeah, no. There, there's a lot of places I enjoy, um, you know. But the, you've seen a lot of them fill more in with tourism, you know. Uh, we definitely like going up to Lake Alpine during the summer, mm. you know, for a day drive. Although we'll, that's not in Calaveras County. Right, but, right. But it's All part of our, our We're community. Spicers in Utica. We, yes. stop, we stop there. Uh, 
we, we love big trees. We bent, we do that pretty frequently. Uh, you know, there's been a couple times I've rented cabins for Christmas mm -hmm. up the hill. One more quick silly question. Uh, I saw this in the uh, Calaveras Enterprise in the sports page. They always ask, would you put pineapple on pizza? Absolutely. Ben Stopper, ladies and gentlemen. Ben Stopper says pineapples on pizza is okay. So I want to thank you very much because uh, our time is up. But uh, thank you for your leadership and thank you for the time today on Inside View. Good to meet you, Chris.